You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Avram Kivalevich, and this is On Principle, Challenges of Jewish Education. And I'm here with someone who has a tremendous career in Jewish education, someone who is a, a master educator. Uh, I know him in many ways, but we're here today to talk to Rabbi Sussman Katz, who is the head of the Talmud Department in Yeshiva Chovei Torah. And what we're going to be talking about is what everyone is talking about. Everyone's talking about, of course, the effect of the coronavirus, what the pandemic has caused us to insulate and distance ourselves socially. But what I want to talk with Rhi about is the incredible resurgence and what has happened in terms of distance learning that continues through the means of what we, me and Rabbi Sussman, are doing right now, which is Zoom and many of the other platforms that create distance learning. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a phenomenal time, and uh, I've done a little bit of it myself, but I want to actually get you, Rabbi Sussman, thanks for being with us. I know on an Arab Shabbos, and the most, one of the most difficult Shabbos that we probably can remember, to talk about something that, that means a lot to you, which is how the distance learning, how the learning is going, where you're sitting at home there, I can see you now, and you are teaching uh, your class through Zoom or through Google Hangouts or whatever platform you use. We're not, we're, we're not going to use today's class to say which one is better than the other. We're just talking right. about the Etsim Uvda. So tell us a little bit about how things are going in terms of your learning and what are some of the challenges of teaching in such a way. Right, right. So, Yeshikach, everyone, for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And, sure. uh, yeah, I mean, education is something that um, I'm very passionate about. I've been doing it for uh, close to 30, yeah, over 30 years already. And uh, it's exciting. Um, you know, I mean, as you can imagine, um, when it became very clear that uh, we're no longer going to be able to continue teaching on-site and go off-site, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I was anxious. Uh, it's not something that I've done before, and uh, I wasn't sure whether it's going to work or not. And I have to say, so far, after a week of teaching on a... Uh, on such a platform that it's been actually surprisingly um, successful. And if I may add, not only successful just in terms of uh, the pure pedagogy, but there's also something meaningful about the experience. Let me stop you just for one second, because you mentioned that you hadn't done this before. Now, we have a, a little bit of a history with each other. And I remember that when I was filling in for you, doing some teaching for you, uh, part of what the teaching was, was there was actually a number of students who were distanced, right? We had people in front of us, but there was three or four of the students were actually online. So you've done that before. You've had online students while you've been giving class, right? That you've had. I guess what's new is actually a complete online class. Right. That's, right. that's That was different. Right, right, so, right, right. So you're right. I mean, for, at, at the yeshiva, there are some students that are offsite, and they've been um, online, uh, doing online learning um, ever since. So you're correct. But um, as, again, as you said, in those cases, there is a classroom. There are students sitting in front of you, and then there's also someone, there Agav, listening um, electronically. Uh, this was just electronic, and um, you know, people were offsite, and 
I mean, first of all, it was surprising to uh, to appreciate um, how real it feels. Uh, you know, the students were all together, and uh, you know, it was ishachat blavachat. And while the physical uh, space was not there, um, in terms of the virtual experience of being together, it was very powerful. And in some ways, actually, it was even more intimate because the connection was direct to each individual. It's not like a Klali classroom uh, where everybody comes in there. Everybody was at their home. I mean, uh, one of the first things the students um, commented was the background. And some of them actually even identified the book, a particular uh, book. Yes, sure. uh, and it went both ways. It was nice to see the students in their own, you know, private setting. So, um, so that brings up a point. When you do the distance learning, and everybody is doing it, and again, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I've done as well. Uh, do you find that it's better when people's cameras are on and you can actually see their faces, or do you find it somewhat distracting? Or do you think it's how, how is it happening in Slovenia? How, how or do most people keep the cameras on so you can actually see their faces? Is that the way it's done? Yeah. So, so I can't speak for other people. Um, you know, I tend to say usually that I'm not a malama, that I'm not a teacher. I actually hate teaching. I like schmoozing. Uh, except that I like to schmooze about substantive things. So we learned Taurus so that the conversation should be about interesting substantive things. And there's a very big, um, you know, relationship part for me uh, when it comes to teaching Torah and learning Torah. It's really, you know, the connecting tissue. Um, so for me, uh, the thought of learning virtually uh, without a face, without a human being being there was impossible. As a matter of fact, uh, now in the beginning, there were some students who kind of went, uh, didn't have the video on, and I'm not going to ask why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt sure. uh, that they were really sitting in front of the computer but still didn't want the cameras on. And I, I insisted. I insisted on having the cameras on. Is that so? Wow. You actually wanted to make sure that the faces were there. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a people-to-people interaction. This is people-to-people conversation. And like I said, the, 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 the Torah for me is very relation, relational. It's not Torah. As a matter of fact, I'll add I mean, I'm sorry, it's not just Torah. I will add, actually, apropos of that, that I did give one um, Zoom share earlier this week to an audience that I don't know well, and I'm not going to do that again. Um, there's actually going to so. be a Yom Iyun uh, on Monday where I've been invited to speak, and I turned them down because I find that for the Zoom kind of learning, you need uh, to have a prior relationship with a group. Uh, the Zoom can kind of, you know, fill in or enter into that space. But if there's not a prior space uh, of a you know, relationship, an understanding of the dynamics, uh, you know, an ability to read body language, I found it to be uh, extremely challenging. Wow, that's interesting because, you know, I've been doing uh, a sheer every night. It's called the Megadose. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yes, yeah, so we have 90 minutes. And we've gotten some downloads on it, too. Not only we have about 15 people every night, but we mm-hmm. get about 40 downloads every day is also the Dafyomi, Yushalmi, and Aloha. And there's people who are floating in who I don't even know who they are. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think in, in some way, although you're right, who is that guy? Sometimes the anonymity allows people who otherwise would be hesitant to be able to drop in. Uh, even in your yeshiva, which I know is very tight knit, I, I visited, I, I know a little bit about the dynamic of Hove. The fact, I don't know if you're opening it to other people from in other areas, but I think one of the great possibilities that this period has, this terrible period has granted to us is that not only has Torah continued to go on through virtual learning, but I think it's actually expanded the potential of people joining. You know, I, I mentioned to you a couple, uh, when we talked about before, before we got on the air, I mentioned, you know, the idea of, of, of Hillel Azokeh, you know, 
being on top of the uh, on top of the boidim, you know, in, in, in the winter time, and uh, mm-hmm. and being able to listen in. Uh, he didn't he, he, up until now. He didn't have the the, the means uh, to get into the besmedish because that day he was uh, unfortunately not able to pay. Here, mm-hmm. when we have we send out this email and we send out this link, we can get a lot of emails. We can get people that are up there. And maybe we, we notice just like uh, Shmaya Batalian, hey, who's that in the corner there? You know, what, what, what's that? I don't, who's that caller number 800 there? What's exactly. going on? Exactly. You never know what type exactly. of, again, hopefully it shouldn't end that way. You know, right. the person right. shouldn't be Nebuch Karag today, but at least it gives right. a person a chance to be Dovach the Divrei Lukim Chayim. So, mm-hmm. so, 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 I, so I, you're right. You don't know everybody in the room. But sometimes that gufa allows people who otherwise would be embarrassed to come in, who, you know, it's a pasmanish to, to go hear cots. It's a pasmanish to go hear right. give a levish. Oh, you know what? Right. Yeah, a lot of people out there from the pasmanish to listen to cats. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Listen, um, I, I, but you understand what I'm saying. So I think it, you might be uncomfortable, but I think we have to recognize that by being out there, we're actually uh, expanding the amount of people that come to this year. And no, for sure, for sure. So, sure. I mean, so here's my thinking. I mean, I, I thought about this a lot. I mean, uh, I think, you know, this, I kind of have a pretty active social media presence. Um, so when I started teaching on Zoom, I was wondering if I should open it up to, you know, my Facebook audience um, and invite people. And I'm coming back to what I said earlier. It depends um, what um, I see my role and in what uh, position I want to be when I teach. Am I a teacher or a Rebbe? And let me explain that for a minute, what I mean. I mean, there, of course, Kidding aside, joking aside, of course, I love teaching and uh, um, this is what I've been doing all my life and there's nothing more rewarding that I can think of. And I would love to kind of, you know, expand the opportunities to teach. So this is a time when people are at home, they're, uh, they have free time. So there was a part of me that felt, why not open up to the, to the Facebook audience? But at the same time, I also felt this is a time when my students need me to be after their rabbi. Um, not just their teacher. And um, in fact, um, on two levels, uh, there's something very Rebbe-like about the learning now on Zoom. First of all, I make sure to start every class with going around to each student and just checking in with them, see how they're doing, um, see how things are working, you know, making sure that they're okay and embrace my role as their uh, you know, Rebbe who's there to give them chizot. And I also make it my business that the learning should be a little bit more casual. Uh, there's so much stresses on, um, going on. There's um, just so much tension. And I wanted learning to be more than just learning. Uh, you know, uh, should be a refuah, should be some kind of, you know, elixir to all that pain and all the challenges that we're confronting. And that would mean that I could only open it up to uh, the people that I am, their Rebbe. Uh, and the Trade-off is that I did not um, provide an opportunity for more people to learn Torah, and I agree with you. It's a trade-off, and now that I'm listening to you, I'm kind of starting to think maybe I have to revisit it, and I might revisit it. Um, but for the moment, I feel that between the teacher um, um, mode or the teacher hat and the Rebbe hat, uh, particularly at the beginning of this Matzaf, when it's very, very challenging, and you know, you and I are a little bit older. We're not old, but we're older. But our students are younger, and I'm sure it's much scarier for them uh, than it is for us. Um, I just feel that my primary role is okay. them. Let me ask you in terms of how the, the class is being presented and how the information is given over. You said it's a little more casual. I can understand that. But again, when we're in a year, and both of us have spent a lot of years in teaching, you, know, you can walk around. 
uh, you're able to uh, to point stuff out. Uh, there's there's an energy a person raises and the other person argues. Um, uh, you you can't move close to someone and, and and say take a look here. I mean, I remember um, I, I I have seen master teachers in terms of master showmen. Uh, you're able to actually, uh, Rav Kolevsky, Zantzal in Baltimore, Rav Azrahi in, in the Mir, uh, these were people who you got caught up in the whirlwind of being in the same room with them. And he and they brought out the, the potential of speaking up. This is, right Here, where everybody is behind the computer, and there's also issues of talking over people and the microphones uh, all being on at the same time, how is that curtailed? The, the the way you've been giving over the the, the information, and mm-hmm. uh, just talk about that a little bit. Right. So I don't know if it's true for you. Um, I know that um, when I give a shear, um, that's an hour and an hour and a half. Um, I tend to move around a lot. I'm a little bit of a, right. you know, focus all the time in general. Uh, but still, that alone would not justify the exhaustion and the sweat uh, that I'm filled with after a shear because. Um, as you know, I mean, a shear is an incredibly mental challenge. There's a lot going on in your mind, you know. Each student brings in something of their own in the classroom and then multiply by the fact of the dynamics between the students. It's incredibly, incredibly um, challenging in a good way. And also, you know, you think of what is, should I say now? I'm not sure I mentioned the Rajbam and can the Ketsos come in? And what did I say earlier that would help them understand how the Nasivas fits in? I can't speak for anybody else, but for myself, my mind is racing throughout the Shi'or. And, you know, I mean, even before the Shi'or, if I know my students, I can anticipate what they're going to ask and prepare and all of that. And that's um, Kafal Shmona when it's on uh, on Zoom, uh, because there are all these additional dynamics that you're mentioning. When I say, oh, take a look at the Rashi. I can't tell everybody, oh, no, I pick up the Gemara and show me that you look at the Rashi. You know, or, you know, there's a run there and there's a frustration because it's harder to point and harder to um, to uh, direct the students there. So, yeah, there's a lot more challenging, um, a lot more, much more challenges. But I will say that in return, um, I find the reward incredible. I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we got on the phone. Um, you know, I grew up Hasidish and Hasidish speaks to me deeply. And you know, um, 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 you know the line in Chassidus that they often quote is the uh, idea of Nisave Hakadosh Baruch Hu Lasas Lodira Betachtonim, right? That God's ultimate desire is to really be a part of the lowest rung of the corporal world and sanctify, you know, the bottom of the corporal world, the Dira Betachtonim. And uh, I feel that in, in in our world, social media is a Tachtonim Shabetachtonim. I mean, it doesn't get you know lower than that, and with all the challenges and all the negative aspects of social media and of internet and all of that, of course, a good size of that, of that as well. But here we are forced to bring this incredible amount of Torah into, into cyberspace. And, and literally as the minute I log on, uh, there's something spiritual that I feel, something kadosh about the fact that here we have this new medium, relatively new from when it come about. And now we're utilizing this, this incredible opportunity of Ahavas Torah, of Chesed, I and mean, just the, the incredible, incredible... Um, 100%. 100%. Notice Hashem that's happening back and forth and in this intensity. I mean, there's something alive there. Yeah, I mentioned this on my program with Rabbi Bechafer last week, that 
this, of course, was the enemy number one. The, the internet mm-hmm. was enemy number one in the yeshiva world. And now it's really allowing Tyra to keep on going. So yep. clearly, yep. when we talk yeah. about Amani Mashiach, we talk about the uh, living day, And also, again, you know, clearly things that are happening today on such a monumental level, the changes that are happening in terms of the interconnectedness, the idea of how the whole Eilam is Chativa Achas, clearly, I would say that if, if these are simonim of, a, of, of an end days, I'm not a messianist in this way, but I think <laughs> the fact that this technology is now esconting itself as the way Torah is continuing. You know, the Velt Shneitzach, you know, you know, the Ramchal made sure in his yeshiva in Padua that they, they stayed up learning 24 hours. There was always someone learning Zerah, keeping the Velt going. What's the, who is keeping the Velt going? Yeah, you know what's keeping the Velt? The teaching of Torah is happening. It's all happening. Derech, this this machine, you know, medium. And, and medium. this medium, this right. is, 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 is and, and, and in that sense, perhaps right. what we are seeing our pamani mashiach in that way. Right. Uh, right. Look, I will uh, I will add one thing if if you're allowed. Sure. Me. Um, so the one very um, um, you know very obvious downside for me at least was you know the fact that um, almost exclusively our learning <coughs> our interactions and our relationships happens through this technology. And Thursday afternoon, when I signed off on my last class, I don't teach on Friday. Friday is when I kind of spend, I usually use most of Friday to write Shavuot and stuff. So I'm not going to be Shiva. So when I signed off on Thursday, I knew that the next time I'm going to teach my students is going to be Monday morning. And knowing that the only way I can have social interactions or almost the only way is through this electronic medium, which I cannot have access to um, throughout Chavez, there was a sadness to that. There was a sadness of, okay, so now I'm entering into this 36 hour or 48 hour space uh, where there will be no kahal, no chavrusas. I'm, I'm not at the oh chavrus, oh misusa space, but a couple of runs down in misusa, there's a certain sadness to the realization that we're so dependent on this medium and this medium is not available to us on Shabbos. Um, and it becomes a very stark. I almost feel like that moment of when I clicked that kind of leave the meeting, there was something like, okay, I'm going away for a long time <laughs> and I'll be with my kahal of, of, the, of the Hashem. It was hard. It was hard. Well, I, I, I'll try to give you a little bit of the I mean, clearly when we, you know, we, we know that there's uh, every Magid Shir, there's uh, three Shirim, right? And every person who gives a drosh, there's the one you prepare. There's the one that you end up saying. And then after you say it, you're thinking how you could have said it differently. Right? <laughs> how you should have so, said it. Right, right, right. It's actually three different drushes. You have 48 hours, and, and, and even though you don't have the computer on, but look how much stuff you can prepare over the next 48 right. hours, how you can right. uh, get involved in it and, and get into the schmack and the planning of learning. And listen, sure. uh, both of us understand what it means to live with the generations, not only the generations that up, uns upgefobit, the European generations that raised us, but also the generations of the Gedeom, like you mentioned, the Tzayis uh, like I said, uh, I told you before from, from Rabbi Shaber that uh, when they came to him and they asked him to, to write a special introduction to a fed shrift on the Rambam's 750th year site in 1955, he said, the Rambam the Rambam's not here. <laughs> so in the same way, we live with these chevra. Right. And, 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 and I know that despite the fact that you, you don't have the computer, we definitely have that ability to prepare even greater. What, what I would say is, 
I, I think this, we don't know how long this is going to be, but it's going to force people like us who do a lot of, who are going to be doing our teaching online to, to actually think about how the material can work even better in making the material come alive. Um, right. I, I've noticed, again, like you say, when you have people in front of you, you can say two lines from the bottom, three lines from here. When, when people are focusing on you and the computer, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. So you need to actually compress the Rashi in your mind. You need to know how to give the Thompsons and, and be even quicker and better in terms of giving things over and distilling things. Uh, I, I guess one last thing we'll just uh, end with, and, and thank you for giving me your time. And, um, we all have things to do on Arab Shabbos. I guess one thing, uh, as, we, as we're advancing in this, and as we're seeing people, uh, more people taking part of it, and, and uh, I guess part of what we want to, to realize is that this technology uh, be, makes it much bigger than the group that you're teaching. I don't know how many Talmudim you have in Chovei, I guess 20, your shares about 20 guys, something like that. But you don't want to say, but anyway, whatever, that's what I was. Okay, I, I've got about 12 or 15, and that's more than I had two weeks ago. Okay. But if, if I work on uploading it, it then becomes, we go to our podcast site, and then by the morning, there's 50, 60 people that have downloaded right. it. Right. So I, I right. think what you should look about, and I say this myself as well, these are not only chances to, to connect the people here, but it could become the nachla of the Torah of the Gansavelt if, you, if you're willing to record it. And uh, I don't know if you have yeah. issues recording what's going on in your shir, but you should think about that and making it available so people can go to the Fove website, whatever website they can, and the Torah immediately goes out. It, it, it's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, again, uh, we have to be Zoyer, like the Rambam writes in Yigeris, uh, Shmad. I believe the Yigeris right to be careful what you write and what you think before you put it. But I think this gives us a chance to make it come out immediately and people can, you can connect to people way beyond very soon. Right. So if you saw so yeah. I'll accept the Musser. I'll accept the Musser. I'll rethink, I'll revisit. The question of, <laughs> I, I'm not Mussering you, Chazushan. No, 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 in a good way, in a good way. You know, it's something that we, you know, we struggle with all the time. And, you know, Baruch Hashem, uh, we live in a world, but not everything is certain. So this is one of those things that I, I'm going to reflect on. Oh. Let, let, you know what? Now that we brought, let's say it better. I know you saw some cats and said, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily as a, as a person who's pushing uh, for uh, explaining the sheetas and the psalkim of I know where you really live. You live in terms of learning. Thank you. So let that be, let there be more shiurim from your suspect cats out there so people can say, oh, I heard a geschmack and It has nothing to do with any new modern issue. It's mamish. And the isms. None of the isms. It's mamish about Rishwakish. It's about Ravida. It's about Rashi. It's it's. Takfei Kohen and Kinyan Paris Kinyan Agufdami. I thank you so much. Have a great Shabbos. Absolutely. Cheers to all of you. Be well. Yeah, Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. This has been on principle, and again, my guest has been Rabbi Sussman Katz, who is the head of the Talmud Department of Yeshiva Chovei Torah in Riverdale. Have a great Shabbos, everyone. Stay healthy, of course, and stay nizar. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.